How are you feeling today? Are you feeling alive and energetic or lethargic and weak? Listen to your heart. Welcome to the Healing Whisper, a return to peace. Your host for the hour is Dr. Marianne Chase. When we fail to understand and work on the root cause of our stress and illness, we seem to be in a never-ending spiral of poor health and low energy. It's time to re-harness that potential in order to live a better life. Now, here's Dr. Marianne. Welcome to the show. This is Dr. Marianne Chase, and I am so glad to be with you today. Today, I have such an exciting show for you, and I just can't wait to get to that. But before we start in on that information, I would like to let everybody know you can connect with me on Facebook, the Healing Whisper page, as well as Twitter, LinkedIn, and my website, thehealingwhisper.com. I'd also like to encourage everyone to head on over to Voice America. TV and check out my show over there. It is The Healing Whisper, Marianne's Garden, as well as I have Healing Codes Guidance on voiceamerica.tv. So head on over there. The other thing I would like to say is just this wonderful disclaimer that this show is for educational and informational purposes only. It is not intended to treat, diagnose, heal, or cure anything. Everything contained in this show is strictly the opinion of myself, Dr. Marianne Chase, and today's guest, Keck Young. Always check with a licensed healthcare provider about any concerns that you may have. And welcome, Cac, to the show. I am just pleased as punch to have you. Oh, my goodness. And I am very excited to be on your show and to talk about this fabulous subject. Thank you for honoring me with an invitation to join you. Well, you are certainly welcome. And The subject of today's show is healing with crystals, and it's kind of something that that is a little bit out there in some people's minds, but when you hear what CAC has to say about crystals, it's not so much out there. But let me tell our audience a little bit about you. Your bio is really quite lengthy, and so... I'm just going to kind of reduce it just a little bit so we can get quickly into the subject. CAC is a former successful television director and producer. She's earned a PhD in natural health and is a doctor of both clinical hypnotherapy and naturopathy. Besides being an active teacher, counselor, and coach, she was one of the very first few women to join the Directors Guild of America and served as a prominent member of the Women in Film Board of Directors. She was Vice President of Television Production and Development at Universal Studios in Hollywood and ran her own production company for 25 years, served a many, many well-known clients like Procter & Gamble and JCPenney. She co-founded the Showtime Comedy Club Network and has worked with Kelsey Grammer, Rosie O'Donnell, Tim Allen, Ellen DeGeneres. She has several television credits, and I'm not going to list them all, but having a busy career kept her too preoccupied to have a lasting relationship until... She decided to balance her life and make room for love and romance. And so, CAC has written about, well, not about, has written 13 books. And I'm not going to list them here. Uh, They are all listed on the Voice America website, so you can just see that list of the books that she has written. She is a doctor of naturopathy. I've already said that. PhD of natural healing, a doctor of clinical hypnotherapy, a certified master 
feng shui practitioner. She is a master crystal healing therapist, certified archetypal therapist, licensed religious science minister, career coach for aspiring television directors and actors, and a former pilot of private airplanes. So, Keck, if it was there to do it, it sounds like you have done it. I really skipped over a lot of the reasoning behind you leaving television as such, other than just needing to balance your life. But what we will be talking about today is crystals and the book that has yet to land on the bookshelves is the Chi of crystals. And that is what I am so excited. So let's just get right down to it. Cac, why would people use a crystal of all things for healing? <laughs> well, there are so many things that you can use for healing. And I think the main answer to that question is whatever floats your boat. If you are attuned to and intrigued by essential oils, then use essential oils. If you are excited about Bach flowers, then use Bach flowers. If you like uh, Reiki healing, if you enjoy acupuncture, acupressure, then use those. And if you are attracted to the mineral kingdom and you love crystals, not just for their beauty, but because you are attuned to them and you vibrate with them, then that can be your healing medium. I think we have to find that thing that really uh, turns us on, that we really feel connected to, and that becomes our co-creator, our co-healer, when we set about changing something in our life uh, for and our health for the better. Right. And and so I've I've said this many times. There are so many ways to heal energetically and like you said, whatever floats your boat, whatever works for you. And not everything single thing works for every single individual. So now what is it about crystals that can make them a healer? Well, I can tell you my own personal story. I, uh, when I was busy in television and I worked on many different shows, including General Hospital, I co-founded the Showtime Comedy Club Network, and it took me to a lot of different places. And I watched people start to lose their health. I watched people fall into bad habits of uh, relaxing themselves with excess alcohol. I watched them smoke. I watched them take drugs. I watched all this happen. And then I watched in front of me uh, people just drop dead. I had a couple of occasions where coworkers did that or they were, uh, you know, found dead uh, by someone in their home. And I realized that we all need something. We all need to shift and change our energy in some way. We can't always be on. But how do we do that? How do we downshift? And so I began to study alternative ways of doing that. And one of the ways, and I, and I traveled around the world, Marianne. I went, uh, I studied with shamans in Hawaii. I studied, uh, healing in Japan. I, I got my, my, my fill, if you will, what had to offer. <laughs> and when I studied with Dr. Frank Alper, he had been a scientist with IBM and he had worked with them when they were using crystals to develop electronics. He knew about the science of crystals, and he understood the power that they had as a conductor, and, and which I will get into in a few minutes with you. Um, and when I learned from him the placement of crystals on the human body, the way that the human body is attuned to it, and the core intelligence of not only the human being but life itself, that's when I really said, oh, boy, I'm going to really explore this because it made sense to me and for me scientifically. So I began to collect crystals from around the world, and I would sit with them and really get to know them as friends. I really believe that you have to get to know the medium that you're working with and personalize it, just as you would a new acquaintance over a cup of coffee at Starbucks. You have to get to know your crystals, because I truly believe that 
the very first thing in this universe is intelligence. That what happened first. Then there may have been a big bang, and then came air. And with the first breath that something took, life began. So you call that chi, prana, mana, numa in Greek, chi, ka. Even the Sioux called it akan. And with crystals, they breathe. They are alive. And they vibrate. So when I see a crystal, what I see is suspended breath. Something took a breath, something crystallized it, and that's what we have is, is suspended breath in that gem. And that breath is old and wise, and it comes from a place deep in the earth that has earth energies to it. So when you look at a star, you know that the star has cosmic energies, and it's, it's from space. And so, too, that crystal has earth energies deep within it. It is core of life, encapsulated as intelligence in that piece of stone. And I think just as a cat has the intelligence of being a cat, a fork has the intelligence of being a fork, and the crystal has the intelligence of being suspended or captured breath. So when you say breath, um, when I think of breath, I think of what I do as a human being, breathing in and out oxygen. But in the case of a crystal, what is that breath? Is that just the energy that it emanates and draws into it? Yes, it is. Because for a plant, breath is taking in CO2 and giving out oxygen. For us, it's taking in oxygen and releasing CO2. So for a crystal, its energy and its breath is a little different. It vibrates. There there are three things that, you know, we have in common, uh, and that is a vibration that we all share. We all vibrate. We all have an intelligence and we all have an awareness. And the awareness is uh, of what we are and who we are and our power that we have as, as whatever it is we are being. Uh, the intelligence we share is the creative intelligence of the entire universe. And then the vibration that we share, everything has a different vibration. I know everyone is familiar with the vibration of color. The, the vibration of light forms color. And that's right. what we see. We perceive it as a vibration and we take it inside. So that's the same kind of a, a relationship we have with the crystal and the mineral universe. And so when we see a crystal that uh, speaks to us, that it is that energy, that vibration, which Einstein talked about yeah, in 1913. Everything is energy, and that's what energy medicine is all about. So now we know that crystals are going to be vibrating uh, a the energy and so crystals have been around a lot longer than than it, anything other than the earth uh, so uh, or the intelligence what so have were they used in ancient by ancient civilizations or just are they used uh, just recently Oh, oh, they're, you know, they are, they are so old and they've been so used for so many times, for so many things. Uh, Cleopatra was a big, big proponent of, uh, the, the power of gemstones and, and, uh, he, the healing qualities they brought. Lapis Lazuli, uh, was one of their most favorite ones and she not only used it to unwar it, but she ground it down into a powder and used it as eyeshadow. So when you see the, the pictures of Cleopatra and the old paintings of her, she's using, um, lapis lazuli and she's also using, uh, a green, uh, a combination of green stones including jasper. So it's malachite and jasper and lapis that she was using. I think she probably would have gone further um, 
had she lived longer. But uh, I believe she uh, she expired at the age of thirty two. But she was on. Yeah. She had her own cosmetics company, if you will, back then, by grinding up <laughs> precious stones. And in fact, earrings, the first earrings that were ever worn were uh, stones that were placed in the very, uh, according to uh, Chinese meridian therapy, it was placed in the sensitive earlobe and in many places around the ear in order to generate healing energy throughout the body. Originally, earrings were not jewelry, they were healing mechanisms. Ah, yes. Well, that makes sense. Well, Kak, this is just fascinating, but we do have to go on a break. So let's do that right now. And so, folks, don't go away. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you feeling stuck? Sometimes we just need a little help from a friend. Go beyond ordinary healing and experience the extraordinary healing journey possible with custom healing code coaching with Dr. Marianne Chase. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com. Dr. Chase's coaching sessions can be conducted via Skype or by telephone. If you have half an hour to devote to getting yourself out of that rut, Dr. Mary Ann is ready to be that friend. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com and click Coaching. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to The Healing Whisper, a return to peace. If you would like to comment or have a question about our show today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. If you'd rather send an email, our email address is thehealingwhisper at mindspring.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back. This is Dr. Mary Ann Chase with my guest, Kak Young, and we are talking about crystals. Just before the break, Kak was telling us a little bit about Cleopatra and her use of colored minerals in her own makeup company, so to speak. Tell us a little bit more about the ancient uses of crystals. Oh, I'd be happy to. Uh, It's really fascinating because uh, China, the ancient Chinese used a lot of crystals and gemstones uh, because they really believed in the life energy or the chi, and they really knew that these crystals and gemstones possessed a life all their own. They they worked on the concept of chakras or healing power wheels within ourselves, and they connected colors of stones uh, with those chakras, and they used them to connect the physical body with the supernatural so that really healing could occur. And this was 5,000 years ago. Uh, for them, jade was more precious than gold because it possessed uh, qualities for them that embodied not only the, the feeling of wealth, but also health and prosperity on the physical level. Um, the Mayan Indians used crystals to diagnose and treat diseases. They, uh, the name jade actually comes in our language from ancient Spanish explorers who referred to it as piedra de hijada, meaning a stone to cure the pain in the side. So they used it for kidney conflicts. Um, the Japanese used crystals. They gazed into them, a process called scrying. They gazed into them to see if it could foretell future events. Uh, because Jap- Japan is a vulnerable island to weather, they always wanted to know the upcoming weather and prepare for activities, atmospheric activities that could affect their island. Uh, in India, 
Ayurvedic medicine considered crystals and gemstones the cures for counteracting the effects of karma or astrology and Vedic astrology. If you had a, a, a bad planet uh, alignment, you could cure it with gemstones and prevent terrible things happening to your wallet or to, to your life. Um, they, it, 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 as far back in the Bible as the breastplate of Aaron, it's mentioned in the book of Exodus, and it is uh, emblazoned with 12 healing colored stones, each representing one of the 12 tribes of Israel. And I think probably uh, a couple of my favorites was is the Kalpa tree, which was an offering to the gods in ancient Hinduism. It was made entirely of precious stones, which meant that the best thing in the world, the highest offering they could give their gods, was a tree of precious stones. And it was the Crusaders who actually brought back crystals and crystal balls uh, back to uh, Europe from the Middle East because they were intrigued with their power. Well, and of course, the ancient Egyptians. We all remember King Tut and his, you know, his face mask was all emblazoned with turquoise and carnelian and emerald and clear quartz. These these stones were said to nourish the body after death in its journey into the afterworld. And they also use these for uh, healing and in going into battle. A lot of the people used carnelian and jasper uh, in Greece and in uh, Roman times in order to protect their soldiers against uh, the warriors, the oncoming warriors. And it, it, they felt that emblazoning their horses' uh, bridles with precious gemstones kept them safe in war. Wow, wow, wow. So now, here's a loaded question for you, and it, it may take too long to answer, but um, how did we get away from using crystals in our health? Well, I can tell you that in two words, the Catholic Church. Oh, uh, oh okay. When the Catholic well, Church came to power, it was it was all about putting aside folk medicine and anything that wasn't uh, dictated by you know the papal chair and anything that threatened power of the church threatened that almighty power that they decided they needed uh, they just banished everything and they they persecuted women healers, which they called witches, and they burned a lot of people at stake. And anything that wasn't according to the doctrine that a whole bunch of men made up at the Council of Nicaea in 423, when they all sat around a big table and said, here's how it's going to be, boys, they did not <laughs> include any kind of uh, soft or alternative healing. It was just according to what they decided. And, yeah, uh, okay. you know, there are some religions that still exist today that don't allow you to do certain procedures on the body. So, uh, it, you know, when science and religion get involved with your health, I don't think it's ever a good cocktail. Well, it, yeah, it's not. And that, that certainly could be a, a, a very long discussion. But uh, getting away from that for the meantime how did you become interested in crystals yourself well i had a pretty remarkable experience uh, after i studied with frank alpert i really could uh, uh well he told me when he was instilling in us uh, um, metaphorically and symbolically healing emeralds in our hands because I was attending a healing workshop with him, a healing intensive over uh, two or three weekends in Southern California. And then we got to a point where he had taught us everything we he thought we needed to know. We learned about the scientific components of crystals, of silicon and oxygen. We had mastered the certain basics of it. And now he implanted in those of us that wanted it crystals in our hands. When he got to me, he said, oh my, you are a healer. And he knelt <laughs> down in front of me, and he took my hands in his, and he kissed them. And he said, I'm honored to be in your presence. May you heal forever. And so I was like, 
whoa, what was that? Apparently, <laughs> kind of I a was blowing attuned. away. <laughs> yeah, I was. I, apparently, I was attuned already to healing. That was my interest. I was studying. I had been in contact with certain things. I'd done a lot of spiritual work. So apparently, it was showing up. That's all I can say. And from that point on, I took that as a duty that to mankind I would serve as a healer. And uh, as I collected my crystals from around the world, I formed healing circles with them. I put people in the middle. I conducted the energy. And, oh, Marianne, it came to me so naturally. It came so easily. And I got to see people stop bad behavior. Uh, I think one of the most powerful ones was a man who came to me that had been accused of wife abuse. And she had divorced him, and he was just, you who know, he was on, he had restraining orders against him and all this. And this guy was a professional. So I put him in my circle, and I could see dark energy around him, and I could see what was going on just from an energetic standpoint. So I asked him a lot of questions, and I got his permission to change the energy, and he came to me, I think, once a week for six weeks, and by the end, not only was he changed in his physical appearance, he was no longer hard and and kind of constricted. He was open and smiling. We had been able to release some stuff that he had from the past that was so dark and deep. Uh, I don't know if any of either of us ever really realized how deep it was, but he was a changed man. He uh, he went on to do better things <laughs> with his life than beat up his spouse, and I think <laughs> he even apologized to her on a very deep and emotional level. Um, at least I heard that he did uh, through his brother. So uh, you know uh, that that alone said to me, okay, I must pursue this. Egypt, and I took some uh, stones with me because I was at a gem show at the Santa Monica Civic Auditorium, and I walked up to a lady's booth, and she said, "Uh, do I know you? And I said, no, I I don't think so. Uh, I said, I'm uh, looking to buy some stones, uh, some crystals, because I'm going to take them to Egypt and consecrate them in the King's Pyramid. And she said, here, take these. (laughs) How am I? said, oh, no, you take these. These are my gift. So <laughs> things like that were starting to happen to me, and I took home, you know, a, a box full of amazing crystals, uh, and I took them to Egypt with me. I schlepped them all the way to Egypt. Of course, then you didn't have any too many weight limits, and um, I did a consecration in the king's chamber in, in the pyramid, and I planted, I left one of the crystals underneath the left paw of the sphinx, I was on a um, a spiritual, a metaphysical trip um, with a psychic and a healer out of Cincinnati, Ohio, uh, Patricia Michelle. So we were given very special access to a lot of these places, and I was able to dig a little hole on the left paw of the Sphinx underneath his paw and stick a crystal. So I, I hope it's still there. I don't yeah. know. But I know. That today, if you tried that, you'd be arrested, and I'd be doing time in, uh, you know, in Cairo. But... <laughs> But at the time, and I left some crystals in the king's chamber, uh, in right by the sarcophagus in the, in the king's chamber, and um, there there was a grate that you could that held things. So I, I left some things there, and that's where I meditate to and on, and that's where I uh, seek a lot of the healing power, because the pyramids themselves were covered in quartz way back when, so tight and so perfectly carved and applied to the outside of the Pyramid of Giza that you couldn't even stick a razor blade between the limestone pieces that went all the way up and around the outside of the of the pyramid. It is alleged that the very, very top of the pyramid was a a carved crystal piece that served as a generator of cosmic energy as well as a receiver. So that's how I got started, and now I, uh, I I can't live without them. I have them all around me. I talk to them; they're my best friends. Um, <laughs> we op- we operate as a team. We're you know we're team crystal. Yeah. So now, what uh, 
how can people begin to learn how to use crystals? Well, I think uh, I think you have to go find some, and one of the best ways to find them is to is to visit. Uh, well, don't buy the first time you you see them. Learn a little bit about them. Certainly my book, The Chi of Crystals, when it comes out, which I hope will be this summer or fall, The Chi of Crystals is going to take you through all of the information about crystals, the no-nonsense facts about them that can be backed up scientifically, and then it's going to take you through a lot of healing processes as well. And one of the things I I teach uh, with them is to... um, is to purchase ones that you really resonate with. And I say if you really want to get into this, go to a gem and mineral show and go into the crystal section and just observe. Try not to buy the first time you go. Try to learn the different shapes. Try to learn the forms. You know, don't make yourself crazy because there are books out there that have tons and tons and tons of shapes and things, and they say they do all kinds of things. What is true is that I basically broke it down in in the book to 12 basic shapes, and those are the things that you'll want to, to know about. And you can decide whether you do want the wand or whether you want uh, a crystal that is all-powerful and, and the main healer. Do you want a generator? Do you want uh, a twin? What What is it that you resonate to? So you'll want to just read through that study up and then go on your intuition. Go out and explore. Have a feel of rose quartz. Put that in your hand. See what citrine feels like. How, you know, take some fluorite in your hand. Take a take a, a rose quartz and a fluorite and see what that does. And then resonate. Let yourself resonate to carnelian and to jade and to turquoise and and to uh, you know rock crystal, the clear crystal. Get a sense of how you resonate with that, and then that's going to speak to you. Then you're going to say, okay, so my vibration, I feel my vibration is higher when I use XYZ. Try not to take what everybody else has to say initially. Learn a little bit. Okay, Rose Quartz is really a heart healer, and it's about softness and gentleness and kindness and love. Okay, that's great, but don't don't think that there aren't other stones that there aren't other minerals that can do the same for you, and maybe some will be better. This is a personal banquet. You know, there you are. You've got your tray. You're at a cafeteria. Now you get to choose your 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 meat, your vegetable, your carbohydrates, your your dessert. That's how crystals are. Go to the banquet. Select what works for you. Feel it at every level and then get to know it. When you take it home, you want to have conversation with it. You're going to want to cleanse it. You're going to want to talk to it. You're going to want to know uh, what's its vibration in the morning versus what it is giving off at night. See what, see how it lives and integrate it into your life. I well, that, that's absolutely wonderful. Heck, we are... Unfortunately, (laughs) coming up time for a break. So let's continue with this discussion about uh, how to buy crystals and what to do with a crystal after the break. So folks, don't go away. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you feeling stuck? Sometimes we just need a little help from a friend. Go beyond ordinary healing and experience the extraordinary healing journey possible with custom Healing Code Coaching with Dr. Marianne Chase. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com. Dr. Chase's coaching sessions can be conducted via Skype or by telephone. If you have half an hour to devote to getting yourself out of that rut, Dr. Mary Ann is ready to be that friend. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com and click Coaching. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to The Healing Whisper, a return to peace. If you would like to comment or have a question about our show today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. If you'd rather send an email, our email address is thehealingwhisper at mindspring.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the show. This is Dr. Marianne Chase, and I just want to tell you a little bit about how to get in contact with me before we head back into our discussion about crystals. And that is on Facebook, The Healing Whisper page, Twitter, LinkedIn, the website is The Healing Whisper. And head on over to voiceamerica.tv. Check out The Healing Whisper, Marianne's Garden. And so my guest, Kak Young, we were talking about crystals and how to purchase crystals and and, uh, getting to know them and all of that. So continue on, Kak. Okay, um, so basically my, my first point is to get to know a little bit about uh, crystals themselves. Read up. There's lots uh, on the Internet, and there's certainly my book coming out soon, The Chi of Crystals. And uh, in that, you will learn a little bit about shapes, you'll learn a little bit about types, and you'll learn a lot about uh, the components, the chemical components of a crystal and why it is scientifically, why it is not woo-woo, why it is actually based in science. <laughs> so then, um, so surf the net a little bit and then go out to a gemstone show. Yes, a lot of metaphysical bookstores have crystals, um, but, but don't buy there yet. If you see one that you really like, keep your eye on it, but go out and you want to decide what you're willing to spend on crystals. They can be very, very expensive. I have uh, crystals that are worth uh, several thousand dollars, but I didn't start out that way. So, so decide what you're going to spend. Are you spend 100, 200, 300, and, and what do you want to do with them? Do you want them for personal healing? Do you want them for just beauty? What is your purpose about your crystals? Um, if, if they are for display, then you'll know what to do. They're pretty. They'll go on a shelf. They'll be nice. Um, but I suggest that you go to a gem and minerals show. If you have a wholesale number, take it with you. Uh, there are sections in the gem and mineral shows that are uh, just dedicated to, uh, to, to stones and, and minerals, and that's really kind of where you want to be. Uh, splurge if you want to and go to Tucson uh, during the month of February, January and February. Tucson has a fantastic gem and mineral show that is blocks and blocks and blocks long. So wear comfortable shoes and have a good time in Tucson. Quartzite, uh, yeah, Arizona is also a great place to buy crystals, and and certainly in on the East Coast, there's Wegener Mines in Arkansas. There's plenty of information you can find. Uh, you can also just look up uh, a, a master list of rock and mineral shows internationally or nationally, and they will tell you where they are and where they are locally. Um, you can check out bookstores, crystals, and metaphysical shops. Even some jewelry stores carry them. Um, when you find a crystal that you resonate with, and try them out, you know, it's like you wouldn't buy a car if you didn't drive it around the block. So be sure you test out a crystal. Check out its vibration. Ask it. Hi, are we compatible? Do we want to be friends? Don't be afraid to chat them up and and see what this crystal vibrates at. Does it have feminine qualities? Does it have masculine qualities? What do you think? After all, you know, you're picking something that's going to be in your life for a long time. Um, also, when you approach these dealers, you can negotiate prices. Um, the less you... The less informed you seem about crystals, 
the better you are going to be with negotiations. Because if they think you know a lot about the points and whether this is an ISIS crystal or whether it's a, a dolphin, that the the less you show you know, the better off you're going to get in terms of your financial thing. Um make a list of what you want before you go to these shows. They are overwhelming. They're amazing. And then also understand how you're going to get them home. They are heavy. So if you've flown, you probably will have to pay a second suitcase for them, uh, or maybe they can be shipped. Just make sure that they pack them correctly because they are fragile. And take your time. You don't have to buy on the first go-around. You can always go back. You can always check things out. Remember, you are going to to get to know each one of them. So don't get too many friends on your first outing because you want to invite them back and really ask them questions and get to know them. Um, one of the processes you'll want to do is bring them home. You want to cleanse them. First of all, you want to clean them from their trip and from the, the residue that they have from being out where they were out. So you would definitely want to clean them and cleanse them, and then you want to change their vibration. I like to clean them in a little mild, mild soap, organic soap, water, sparkle them up. And then I like to put mine in the sun for, um, oh, anywhere three to four hours. And then I also like to put them under a full moon. So I double-charge yes. my crystals before I use them for healing purposes. Uh, you can cleanse them in spring water. You can, you can do all kinds of things. Again, I give oh, about 20 different ways to cleanse them and purify them in the Chi of Crystals, my book. Um, you can also take your crystals to places that have uh, vortex energy. I took mine to Egypt. I've taken some to Sedona. I've taken many to Stonehenge with me. I wanted that vortex and that energy. I've been all around the world with a lot of my crystals. And, uh, you know, I, if you saw my little carrying cases and my little, I have little socks that I put them in, and then I have a little carrying case I take them in. So it's, it's kind of an ordeal for me, but I love it because I treasure them so much. They are my little buddies. I just adore them. <laughs> <laughs> well, during the break, we were talking about a particular crystal that I came in possession of, and it's called black tourmaline. And one of the reasons I picked it up, not only because I was attracted to it, it's just a beautiful black crystal, um, but I was also told by the dealer that it absorbs negative energies. And so... Kaki said you had a story about this particular type of crystal. Well, black tourmaline is kind of an amazing uh, crystal. It uh, it retains an electrical charge when it's heated, so it's a, a piezoelectric stone or mineral, and it's able to store that charge once it's received. So it's used. It's everywhere. It's used in radios and televisions because it can absorb and retain a high frequency without shattering. So it keeps a balance in a, in, of a linear energy flow uh, from the top to the bottom. And it, it is, <clears throat> excuse me, and it, all, it is also said to connect the energies of heaven and earth. So it's great to protect against radiation. It's great if you believe in evil spells, it's great to protect against evil spells. And it, it protects us against negativity. So whether that negativity is around us in the form of a person or even our own negative thinking, sometimes our self-talk, it will protect us against that. It, it will create high spirits in the face of doom. It's kind of like this little cheerleader in your pocket. And I love to keep my black tourmaline around um, because if anybody slings an arrow at me of any sort, it sends it right back. It's like a boomerang. It's, <laughs> it's really kind of cute. It, it, it clears the mind, and it really does soothe the soul. Uh, it's, it's just a great stone, and I think it's wonderful to have around. But the story I wanted to tell you is that I am recently a survivor of the Thomas Fire in California. And yes. we were, our, our door was knocked on at, at 11.15 at night and, and 
somebody said, get out, get out, get out. And literally we got out, uh, you know, in our nightwear with slippers and our five cats and two dogs. And the last thing I did was look at my crystals and I said, protect this house. I love you because I couldn't take any of them. And I have a whole bank. They're at least 12 to 14 inches high and probably six uh, to four inches thick. And they stand uh, all together. And it's kind of like an altar of crystals. And I said that, and I grabbed my cell phone, and out the door we went, down the hill, you know, literally fleeing this fire that the flames were lapping up the backside of the hill behind us. Mm-hmm. And I did lose about 30% of the home and all my orchard and, all, you know, all the plant plantings around it. But we got out with our lives. And when I got to come back three days later, we had to be escorted by police back. Um, there were my crystals. They had survived the fire. They had survived the smoke. They were standing up there bright and tall. And I just burst into tears. I said, oh, my God, you did it. Every yeah. house around us burned down. Every house. There's one house two, two doors down from us that is standing, and he had a solid copper roof. We're the only house left on four wow. corners here. And I think in my heart, I believe that those crystals just said, okay, boys, Okay, girls, we are working. And they mm-hmm. just held the security and the protection of this house. Plus, I also have a lot of other gemstones, but they amped it up, you know. And whatever happened, I know I got a little note in the house from the Long Beach Fire Department said, sorry for the damage to your front door, uh, but, you know, we, we were able to save your house. Good grief, you know. What yeah. a note to get. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you, Long Beach Fire Department. So it was that thing and that belief, and that's the most recent. And so um, I don't know what it was that saved this house, but I certainly want to give credit to my beautiful crystal. Well, that's, yeah, that is a, an absolutely wonderful story, and, and it, it just makes my heart smile. Keck, you have mentioned about how you have a healing session, and you have a circle of crystals. Tell us a little bit more about what a healing session looks like. Well, I have my my big crystals. All of my healing crystals are six or seven inches long, and some of them are tabbies, and some of them are uh, generator crystals, and I have a selection of them, and a lot of them have come from Brazil, some from Arkansas, and some from Hawaii, some from Tibet, and they I line them up in a circle, and I allow the person to, uh, I break Uh, I break one or two apart so that they can enter the circle. And then we just, and then I close that circle up so that there is a complete healing energy that surrounds this person. And if it depends on what they are wanting to change or shift in their life. Sometimes I will have them hold a crystal. Sometimes I will place crystals on them. Um, it, It just depends on what, what I'm intuiting for them at that time and what I think they will need. I learned from Frank Alper some uh, karmic placements of of the crystals on the person's body. So we will address the chakras. We will ad- address the, uh, the karmic points that they want to change or alleviate. And then I will, I will stir up that uh, energy with the permission of the crystals, and we will work our... Uh, our energy circle. I will invite in healers from every walk of life that wants to join us uh, from the other side. I will ask masters. I will ask, uh, you know, spirit guides, whoever wants to come join us, let's do this all together. And so I walk around and I uh, sense and generate the, the crystal field, if you will, and it goes as high as it needs to. Uh, it can go up to five, six feet high. It can form kind of a cone over the person. And that tells me what it wants to do. Uh, I just 
I am its uh, I'm its facilitator, and so we work as long as we need to. Sometimes it's quiet. Sometimes we talk. I will ask for responses. What are you feeling? Uh, what do we need to change? And it's just a progressive time. It's usually forty five minutes to an hour, and then I bring the energy back down into the crystals. We ha- all have a nice little rest together. We settle. And then I break the field and the person walks out uh, if they're not asleep by then. Sometimes (laughs) they they have to be there for a few minutes. Um, And then they come out and that's that. I never discuss what happened. I never talk to them about the experience. I let them be private with all of that. And uh, and then they go away. In a week or so, I will follow up and say, how are you doing? You know, did you did you have experience the changes that you came to this session for? And I've always had a resonating hundred percent. Yes, yes, I did feel this change. Um, I've done one or two two sessions with people, but usually no more than that. Kag, how can people reach you? How can they connect with you? We have just one minute left. Okay, um, basically, I will be putting up a page on my website. It's cacyoung.com. That's K-A-C, Kitchen Apple Charlie, cacyoung, Y-O-U-N-G, dot com. Go there, and you will find very soon a tab that says crystals or the chi of crystals, and I will explain. Uh, I will have a lot of information there. You can contact me now through that website if you want to. It will send me an email, and I will respond. So um, I'm I'm happy to help people learn. Well, folks, it is time for the end of the show, and I do want to leave you with this. Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. And until next week, blessings. Thank you again for taking the advice of your heart and tuning in to The Healing Whisper, A Return to Peace. Please join your host, Dr. Marianne Chase, again next Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We hope to talk to you again next week. Mm